wrapping up hour number one here on Herd App Sports Radio, AM 590, ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We're live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. PK, I think, uh, giving one of his super six as Justin Reed for the Chiefs will likely be manned up against Kittle for their blitz packages. That's a uh, good call out there by TK. Defending uh, defending Kittle and defending the other 49ers weapons is going to be really, like I said before the break, having four guys that can all sort of change a game for you is a huge advantage for the 49ers. And as good as the Chiefs' defense is, they haven't seen this before. I'm not saying that means they're going to lose. I'm not saying that means they're not going to be able to deal with it. I'm just saying they haven't dealt with it yet, so it's an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Um, But that uh, wraps up our Super Bowl Super 6. Let's hop into our Nebraska Super 6. Came out on uh, Husker 24-7 yesterday. Andrew and I both contributed lists to uh, the voting here. Uh, Quick reminder, the final results were Dylan Rayola 1, Carter Nelson 2, Grant Bricks 3, Caleb Benning 4, Dante Dowdell 5, and Micah Mazuka at 6. But we wanted to jump specifically into the picks that Andrew and I made uh, because ours were a little different than the consensus, and I kind of just wanted to walk through our thought process here as just sort of an exercise of, of how we're thinking through the how we're thinking through the the team here uh, coming up into spring practice. So both of us put Dylan Rayola at number one. Pretty self-explanatory. Not sure we need to dive into that a bunch. Like that's no, I, <laughs> I mean <laughs> top recruit ever, biggest area of need. Yeah, that's that. Like, yeah, very likely the starting quarterback. I know they're trying to. I know they're trying to tell everybody like, oh no, we're it's open. Okay, all right, whatever. If Dylan Rayola doesn't get this job. Uh, something something went wrong. Like it's like I told BC yesterday, the state will burn down. It might. Like I'm not a hundred percent sure that's not accurate. Uh, so moving on to number two, I jumped. I, so I was way out on a limb on this one apparently because not only did my number two guy not make the super six, but was not on very many ballots and was a, a kind of a, a largely forgotten by most of the people that uh, that, that kind of made these lists. And that was Jamal Banks for me, the transfer wide receiver from Wake Forest. To me, you mentioned area of need with the quarterback spot in Rayola. To me, this and running back were huge areas of need on the offense for Nebraska. I like a lot of the guys they're bringing back and that they've got coming in for receivers. I want to be very clear about that. They don't have anyone with this level of production coming back. That, to me, is really, really important, especially if you're having a true freshman quarterback starting in game one. Um, the, the issue of having not just a true starting quarterback, a true freshman starting quarterback, but also some pretty inexperienced wide receivers, that, to me, would have been um, a really uncomfortable situation. They, yes, they can learn and grow together, but I'd like to have a safety net, a security blanket for Dylan Rayola. And to me, that's Jamal Banks. He's got the experience at the Power 5 level. He's produced at this level. I, I think he's a hugely important – and listen, if he only performs at a Billy Kemp level next year, then that's probably – and this is nothing against Billy Kemp. He had a tough time with quarterbacks and everything. I think you need him to be 
a little more impactful. Now, I'm not saying numbers necessarily, but I don't think Billy Kemp had a whole a huge overall impact on the season. Jamal Banks probably needs to have a larger impact than Billy Kemp, even if the numbers aren't hugely different. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely he has to have a bigger impact. I like Banks on the list. Um, I did not include him, as you know, because Mm -hmm. I I liked the state that the wide receiving room was in, and I thought they were actually a lone bright spot for that offensive group as a whole last season. So I wasn't too worried about that. I went with um, the best two-way player in the state Mm -hmm. as my number two in Caleb Benning. Mm -hmm. And the reason I did this was because I think he could turn out to be um, a superstar at Nebraska, a future captain of this defense at Nebraska. His focus, his work ethic, his gamesmanship are traits that I really like about him. Now, he's all business. He's a great teammate. He's shown that leadership in, at the high school level. You know, I, I, I think back to even that moment where he lateraled a punt return to his buddy so he could yep. score a touchdown. Like, that's the character that you get out of a guy like Caleb Benning. And on top of it all, The best thing I think he has, and I mentioned gamesmanship, but I'm going to go a little bit deeper into that. He plays with a psychological advantage. He is the salesperson to their customer. He is better able to read and control the other. And that is just uh, something you can't teach. It's something that you develop on your own. He's got a fantastic attitude and outlook on the game. He could really bud into a superstar at Nebraska. Yeah, I've got Caleb on my list, too. He's a little bit further down, um, but I'll talk about my thoughts on him here because since you've got him at, at two. The only reason I didn't have him higher was I wasn't sure as a true freshman, and I put a lot of emphasis on this year uh, in my list. I wasn't sure as a true freshman what his total role will be. I think he's going to contribute in special teams immediately. We saw, And that's another one, too. Remember that. I mentioned the punt returns. Yeah. What what was Nebraska lacking in yeah. last season? The return game was terrible, right? Like, it, not good. And he's not only got the physical skills to do it, but he's got the mentality to do it as well. You mentioned that psychological advantage. It takes a special kind of sicko to want to return punts. You're just staring straight up in the sky while people are missling towards you. Like, that is a special level of what's going on in your head. He loves returning punts. Like, that is a thing – from everything I can tell between talking to DB and, like, being around him a little bit. Like, he seems to really, really enjoy that aspect of the game, and he's really good at it. That mentality and having someone, another option back there at least for punt returns, I think is where he will make his earliest impact. I don't know with where the defense is in terms of who they've got coming in, who they've got bringing back, how much of an impact he'll make as a true freshman on defense. Long term, totally agree with you, but that's why he wasn't – a little bit um uh that's why he wasn't a little bit higher on my list my number two sorry went to the super bowl list for a second no no no, you're good i was just gonna say quickly (laughs) i just wanted to find that perfect balance of yeah future and now which is another reason why i elevated certain young guys on my list absolutely kind of meet my standard so my number three another guy who's only going to be here for a year uh, and is so I obviously am only looking at his one year impact is Micah Mazuka, the transfer offensive lineman from Florida. The impact I think he he gives you as a immediate starter. Um, I think I know that you know the, the said some that there's been some things said that he's got some work to do still, and and I I understand that. Um, I expect him to be a starter 
day one in the fall camp and, and in game one. Um, he's a guy coming from the SEC that helps give you depth and talent on an, in an offensive line that I, I think is going to need to take another step forward. They were I was really impressed with their prog- progress last year with the additional depth and guys coming off red shirts and new guys coming in. I think their ability to take that next step from, hey, they're pretty good, a little beating expectations a little bit, to being an actual, hey, this is a this is the strong point of our team. I think Micah Mazuka needs to be a big factor in turning that into a strength for Nebraska. So I've got him at three on my list. The other thing Mazuka gives you is that ability to bridge the developing gap. Mm-hmm for some of the young offensive linemen that may need an extra year or an extra, you know, off season of practices to really kind of get yep. themselves ready for the college game. The Sam sledges, the Gunnar Gatulas of the world, even like the those Grant Brickses. Yeah. And, and the Grant Brickses in his first season, like those guys need that extra, that extra set of practices, those extra set of reps. And, and we talked about maximizing reps yesterday. Mm-hmm. If you can maximize those young guys by having Mazuka in as the starter right now, it, it, it will help in the long run. We talk about the long run here. That will help a ton in the long run. Mazuka is five on my list. Going back to three, it's Dante Dowdell. Mm-hmm. He provides a much-needed spark to the running back room. He comes over from an impressive Washington or Oregon offense with a winning culture. And he finished his high school career with 5,300 rushing yards and 65 touchdowns. The reason I brought up high school is we didn't see really a lot of him mm-hmm. in college last season. But if he can, uh, you know, just branch off of that high school career, that tremendous high school career that we saw, uh, you're going to see not only a guy that provides you a much needed spark in the offense, like I said, but depth and He's been healthy most of his career, mm-hmm. and I think that's something to, to take note of, too, because the running back room at Nebraska hasn't stayed healthy. He brings a, he brings a body size similar to Gabe Irvin. I'm not going to say he may have as much muscle mass mm-hmm. as Irvin, Irvin does. But he's a big but back. It, but in terms of height and, and total size, he is a big back, and that's another thing that uh, th- this Nebraska room was missing last year because Emmett Johnson remembers only about 5'10". Yeah, he's a small guy. If, and so is Quentin Knives. So is Quentin Right. Knives. If you can get a guy like 6'1", 6'2", that has a little meat on his bones, it gives you a different look, and that's what Dante Dowdell brings. Yeah, I've got Dowdell at four. Don't really have a ton to add from what you said there. He's a talented guy at a position of need. Kind of a no-brainer there for me on the list, and he made the final list as well. I already talked about my number five. Caleb Betting, uh, so I don't need don't feel like we need to rehash that. Your number five is Micah Mazuka. Uh, any other thoughts on him? No, I, you know what? I, I sat pretty well there. My number four, though, which is who we uh, oh we skipped four. Yeah, yeah. Roger Bradley. Love his skill set. He's a Texas high school football kid. I know he's a small town product, but he's experienced at several positions across all three phases. He's got a good feel of the game, regardless of alignment. All right, we've got a couple guys left. If we've got some time later, we will wrap up our Husker Super 6 list and our expectations, explanations on them. But coming up next, we've got Damon Benning here on Herd Sports Radio.